Welcome to Don't Be an Idiom, home the, of the cheesesteak building. The, <laughs> that's our famous skyscraper here in Philadelphia. That's what they would name it, something like that. Right, because we're saying like we don't have like our own Empire State Building. Yeah. What, what are they naming the skyscrapers here? Yeah, like think of the Philly skyline. Like tell me the name of one of those buildings. Cheesesteak. Up <laughs> no, there's a cheesesteak. No, what's the thing that you said? Cheesesteak cheese some- building, I guess. <laughs> Is that all you said? The Empire Cheesesteak Building. All right, that's anyway. That's what the name of this. Put it on is. a shirt. So forty-five dollars. Don't be an idiom is a podcast about idioms and their origins and friendship and fr- a lifelong friendship. It's also about friendship, and you know we're still trying to get it all polished up, figured out. You know, yeah, this is not perfect, but it'll get it'll get better. We're doing no. We are doing. We're doing very good right now. But I'm saying maybe if they're just joining us for the first time, thank you. For, oh yeah, it probably hey, sounds a little. If messy. you're first joining us on episode 51, you are going to be happy that you didn't start on one, episode one. What? That is unpolished. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can't handle this, you, actually, there's probably no hope for you. Right. Just yeah. Just turn it off, and um, <laughs> this is just for regular listeners. Make I guess. a charitable donation. So here we are. We're going. We're going to explore the origin of a couple of idioms today. But before we do that, we got the top of the show. We got to get to the top of the show. Get to the top of the show. We're at the top of the show. <laughs> right. I'm saying this. I'm telling. I'm just like saying we're we're here, here in the top of the show. So oh, uh, so Dan Wickham. He's a listener in Germany. But he is not German himself, but he knows how to drink a them German beers. Wow, that is that is confusing. He he said, hey, what's the origin of half-assed? Like, oh, you really half-assed that job today, Albert. I know. I've heard of it. So I was like, oh, dude, I got you. This is what we do. So did some research. No idea. It's <laughs> no one knows. It appeared in Half a ass. hold on, but it appeared in a slang, an American slang dictionary in 1932. Okay, so that's like one of the oldest. So I guess, what did it say there? It, it's well, just the the just uh, the definition. Yeah, the definition. But it didn't say anything about why. No etymology or anything. Ugh. That's because they were having too much fun back in the 30s. Anyway, we didn't have time for all that. We're gonna keep at it, and we're gonna chip away at it, and we'll be back. Maybe episode 151 with some... We're going to figure out what half-assed is yes. all about. Yes. Right. Very much. Well, anyway, sorry, Dan. Didn't you want to shout out your cousin? Oh, yes. Sammy. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Just had a baby. Oh, and, congrats. And when I said, dude, good job, he I, or I was like, how are you feeling? And he said, I'm on cloud nine, man. <laughs> and then he even put that in his Instagram post. Wow. Because like, he listens in episode 50. That's like, nice. I mean... Well, congratulations. Thanks, buddy. And yeah, congratulations. And, and we are on cloud, probably more like cloud eight. Right. I mean, we're not the parents, so we wouldn't no. be as excited. No. But we'd be getting close. We're pretty excited, yeah. Very excited. Spe- we might be cloud nine. Speaking of cloud nine, Ryan, I feel like, have you been just noticing the clouds so much more yeah, since you've talked yes. about cloud nine? I, I can't stop noticing them listen if you if this phenomenon has also happened to you call in because we would like to hear some listener stories 
after episode 50, did you start looking at the clouds in a different way? Because yes. I definitely was doing that. Everywhere I was driving, I was like, yeah, <laughs> clouds aren't, aren't actually floating. They're just slowly falling down. Fascinating. And I just can't believe it's like, is it the powers of suggestion or something like you know, I'm a whimsical person, I'd like to yeah. think. And you no, know, duh. like there have been times in my life where I notice the clouds more. But I will mm-hmm. say over the last couple of years, I, I did kind of feel like, where are all the good clouds? And as soon as you started bringing attention to it, yeah. I feel like it's like, boom, they're back. I think and now for- I'm... Th- I think it's because I'm appreciating them more. They're back. I think we just forgot the clouds. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Um, I blame media. Welcome back, clouds. Yeah, it's good to, it's good to be... be it uh, it's good to see you back. Yeah. And it feels good to have been the one that brought you back. Yeah. Very humble. And this, is my, this is my humility episode. Speaking of Ryan's humility... <laughs> Did you know that he is also in a band? No, I, well, that's like I was in a he band. He is. Well, yeah, I don't know what this is. Some sort of revival tour. <laughs> it's it's an anniversary show for our for our first album. Ten right. years. Right. Okay. Good. And this kicks off the official band getting back together sure. and playing. Yeah. Free, sure. Like constantly. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that happens. So do, we're all hoping that happens. But yeah, we're we're playing a show soon. So. I was in Brooklyn today. Tell them about it. All right. So the name of the band is the Bailey Hounds. We're playing at Johnny Brenda's in Philadelphia on October 15th. So if you're around, come on down. I'm busy. That's fine. (laughs) I don't even know if I'm going to go in the end. But um, but, uh, yeah, that'd be cool to see some some idiom faces there. That would be very fun. And uh, Albert will probably come up and do some guest vocals. Yeah. We might do a cover of Weasel Words, that Weasel Words song. Oh, my. We should do a I little cover. I don't know why everybody's thinking that the weasel's going to suck that egg. Yes, that would be good. And that would chill the crowd out. <laughs> Very chill. Because it sounds like lounge. It sounds like lounge hop or something. Definitely. You know? And then oh. when you go to play your real songs, people would be like, no, put on the idiom songs. <laughs> They're all 88. <laughs> no. Why are all these senior citizens here? <laughs> We've got Propecia. Thank you. What does that have to do with anything? Uh, <laughs> they have great hair. Um, speaking of great hair, Warren Zevon. His hair was perfect. His hair was perfect. Great lead in. Listen, so Werewolves of London came on the other day. And listen, I, I, first I want to make I want to say one thing about Werewolves of London. Albert and I've been listening to a bunch of Warren Zevon since the summer. Oh yeah, baby. I've been listening like every week to Excitable Boy, the whole album. Shit, that album so is good. fucking amazing. So anyway, listen, I know we've all heard Werewolves of London ten million times each. We all have. Next time it comes on, just imagine hearing it for the first time. Wow. Just do do me a favor and do that. Wow! So just go like I if this if this was the first time hearing the song ever, what would it feel like and what would it sound like? I want you to ask that question when it comes on. I feel like I would get kind of sick or something <laughs> <laughs> because like it's too real. What do you mean? Like a good? It's good. It's like it's like you're like, Bleh! and yeah. then you like, and then you, and then you become more conscious or right. something. Well, that's what I'm hoping happens because. I don't think people realize how good of a song this is because they've heard it so many times. Right. Dude, Fle- the Fleetwood Mac drummer is drumming on that. Right. Jackson Brown produced 
Warren Zevon. Come on. That's amazing. And in Where I Was of London, he says that verse. He's the hairy-handed gent who ran amuck in Kent. Lately, he's been overheard in Mayfair. And I was like, ran amuck in Kent. Oh, dude. Run, awesome. run amuck. Run that amuck. Was, yeah, that was the uh, idiom you did. That's amazing. I know. So I was like, oh, yeah, run, ran amuck in Kent. That's awesome. That was like one of our first episodes Albert did the origin of wow. uh, run amuck. Man. Well... It is official. The spooky season is here, people. It's upon We're us. We're talking about werewolves <laughs> and eating people and shit. Because <laughs> that's how we do That's it. how we roll. <laughs> oh, speaking of older episodes, I was ste- thinking. I was stealing. <laughs> I was thinking. No, I was thinking about um, uh, Steal My Thunder the other day. Because uh, our, our friend Dave just moved to Thunder Bay. Right. And Dave. I was thinking it would be cool to listen to the song Thunder Road while driving to Thunder Bay to do a special Steal My Thunder episode at wow. Thunder Bay. Yeah, and then we could steal the sign. We who like sign? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Thunder Bay. We, yeah, so we, we stole it. it. <laughs> we stole, it's like Steal My Thunder. We stole yeah. the Thunder Bay yeah. sign. Yeah. So, and then we can crash at Dave's. Right. He can show us the town. We've actually been there before because we broke down in Canada. Yes, we did. But then, thank God, the that guy, Lou, Big <laughs> Lou's garage. Oh, tell, I, we should I, tell Dave to go bring his car to Lou. Yes, tell him and <laughs> and like tell him. Sorry, these three Americans never wrote you a proper thank you letter dude, like five years ago. Dude, mechanics do not expect thank you letters. Yeah, but could you imagine? Can you if, imagine if they did? <laughs> no, but, <laughs> no. Okay, eight hundred bucks, fucking here, could and you? don't forget a thank you letter. I. I do really appreciate when my customers. Lou was so sweet, though. Remember, he was like, "I like you, boys. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna open early just for you, and I'm gonna get you on the road because you guys are Americans, not Americans." And and I'm the Lou that you know is true. Double peace sign. So, oh, yeah, man. I did. I was like, you know, oh, because you know what? I tried to tip him because he, he took care of us. I was like, tried to tip him. And he was like, whoa, <laughs> like you boys take that and buy yourself some sloppy shows. <laughs> I mean, we were on a month long road trip, like down to Mexico, up to West Coast, into Canada, cra- like breakdown in Thunder Bay. Dude, but I like that's what I was thinking. I was like, I, 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 I didn't even write him a nice Yelp review, you know? Yeah. I, but so yeah, I want to send him a present or something. So tell Dave to scope him out. Dave, go. I'm not kidding. Go find Big Lou, and then see if he remembers us. Yeah, <laughs> I had blue hair at the time, so maybe he'll remember. I had mutton chops that went into a mustache. Yeah. So, and then just um, if he's if he remembers, even if he doesn't, just get us a good mailing address, okay? See if he remembers us. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We can send him a that picture That is crazy. Of us. Can you fucking imagine if Dave roamed the streets of Thunder Bay? This is in a world without Google Maps. Roamed the streets of Thunder Bay to find the mechanic Lou to ask him, do you remember three American guys who broke down here? One of them was a tall bird freak, whimsical bird freak with blue hair. Oh, you haven't, you don't remember them? Can I get your address so they can write you a thank you note? An overdue thank you note. 
<laughs> what if he's like, do I remember? And it's like, <laughs> and then he's just like, it's in black and white, and he's like running through the rain at our car. Yeah, that is beautiful. <laughs> you know? Do I remember? Anyway, hope all is Get well. Get on it, Dave. No excuses. <laughs> You're in Canada now. That's yeah. our only request. Yeah. We have one request. One little thing. You can ask a friend one request a year, right? Or a decade. Definitely. But you might be looking for things to do out there in Thunder Bay. So you you might be thanking us. <laughs> true, true. All right. Well, we'll report, we do love Thunder Bay. We will report back on that on episode 52. All right. This is a sure. A sure <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. It's a show about something. <laughs> this is a show about the origins of idioms, so we're going to get to that point uh, after this other thing, <laughs> which is a game, just to decide this who goes first. This is how we first. get to it, so we'll just get to so it. So if Albert wins, then he'll tell his idiom origin first, and we'll do it very professionally. It's going to be all organized. Yeah. Tight cuts. So what we have here is it's a about a three-foot plastic bowling alley. Uh, with a guy with a spring-locked hand, and then you put a ball in it, and then you shoot into real 3D pins. Thank you, Al. So, All right, so we'll each this do is two. a nice product. We each have two bowls, and uh, and we'll Seems see. Like one of those things that you buy at like a Macy's as like a stocking stuffer. Yeah, a big stocking. A big stocking. <laughs> it's it's like half. It's like, it's like bigger than half of a kitchen table. It's like three fourths of a kitchen table. It's not a stocking stuffer people just so you're imagining at home it's much bigger <laughs> yeah but like like a joke stocking <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway thank you game master i feel like we didn't do any effects or anything, i am back so. baby all right albert's gonna go first then i'll go i might cut this i'll just fucking fast forward <laughs> okay it, this is just gonna be take forever all right here we go Well, sports gets him again. All right, just go. What's your what's your idiom? It was a very close game. <laughs> for if you're wondering, it was eight to nine. Exactly, eight to nine. All right. And oh my god, what was my idiom? Uh, okay, so I, I think I'm a pretty predictable person, and um, <laughs> predictable. Okay. And in in uh, episode fifty, I yeah. mentioned eavesdrop. Oh yeah, is also an idiom. Yeah, and I bet you thought I was gonna talk about it right then. Ah uh, yeah, and I didn't, but I thought maybe I would talk about it in episode fifty one. Oh. So my idiom is eavesdrop. Wow, that's a tricky move. I've never seen you do something like that before. Guess I'm not so predictable after mm, all. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, so Ryan's gonna try to guess the meaning of the word. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I have to guess the meaning. It, it, to eavesdrop God, give is me your to, best guess. <laughs> I, is it's to um, like surreptitiously spy on somebody. It's when you're listening to someone they don't know you're listening to. Surreptitiously, all right. Sure. Maple surreptitiously, huh? He's going to pull out the $2 word from me now, is he? Yes. Uh, yeah, you got it. All right. Okay. To listen secretly to a conversation. Okay. <laughs> that is the meaning of eavesdrop. Okay, great. All right, now the best part of the show, Ryan tries to guess the origin. All right, listen, I know that some of you have 
been thinking I've been not doing a good job guessing origin stories lately. Who would think that? You're the king of guessing no, origin stories. No, I think stories. I know that everyone thinks that. That's crazy. You're the only one who's actually good at it. No, the last dude, you've, you've had the better one each time for like five times. I'll give you two times. No right. way I had five. You got this. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. I know this is a little little typical of me. Um, I was going to go to 1600s England. But <laughs> that is usually where you go. Last minute, I decided I'm going to 1700s Denmark. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And there was a... Um, so it's the 1700s. It's Denmark. People are very happy, very fit, very white. Yeah. They the, got all the cream. Isn't that like Denmark now? <laughs> isn't Denmark like always okay? Yeah. Right? Always. They're like, we're the but this best. Is, but this we're is. it out early. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Yeah, we're okay. the best. We figured it out early. Yo, 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 yo. Oh my God. That song's really funny to me. Uh, that song's funny. I think um, that'll play with the audience, you know? Cool, yeah. So anyway, it's 1700 Denmark. It's the Danish. They don't have any cars or anything yet. They have no electricity. They don't have cell phones, right? I don't know. So Maybe they For do. stories to get around in Denmark in the 1700s, you need to, you know, you whisper down the lane. Right. Mm -hmm. Classic okay. game, yeah. It's a classic game. But there was one resident in English, we would translate it as like uh, Boogie Sue. That was his name. It's Boogie man. Sue? <laughs> that guy sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> or really gross. <laughs> yeah. He's using the perfect mixture of both of those adjectives. <laughs> yeah, that, that just sounds fun. So Boogie Sue was, uh, he loved the whole whisper down the lane thing. Oh, yeah? He loved that news got spread from town to town through residents and, you know, whispering to each other like, hey, and then you tell the next person, that's how we get news. <laughs> Wait, now does he participate or is he just kick back and be like, that is a jam right there? <laughs> he loves participating okay, okay like too much like when when there's time for news to kind of move its way through denmark everyone's like oh god i got <laughs> I, I happen to be the one closest to boogie sue right now i guess i gotta whisper and he's like <gasps> he's like so excited sneeze that gossip on me baby i'm boogie sue i drew sneeze that gossip on me baby so once the you know the whisper down the lane type scenario swept through and Boogie Sue you know s spilled the beans going the next upper way or whatever, <laughs> go on. <laughs> um, he would he would feel a little empty inside because the news has passed and there wasn't any new gossip to to spread oh, to the next town. Totally, I could see how that would bother Boogie Sue. Definitely, so very often. Very, very, very often, and the news. <laughs> but the news alert could ha happen at any time. So it's not like you're always standing in the same place. You're just kind of like it could be. No, yeah. Field. So oh, where was I going? <laughs> Hold on, I, I do have something. Oh, okay. I also don't know if I'm following you, <laughs> I, but I think the audience will. I, <laughs> I'm almost done. Are and they monsters? I, no, no. Are just, they like they're, creatures? No, they're just the Danish. Oh. I'm lost. 
<laughs> no, don't be lost. I do have this story. Okay. All right. Because it was the 1700s, news got around slow. In Denmark, they whispered to each other. They like gossiped to each other to spread right. the news. Right. There was a guy, Boogie Sue. Whenever that, that gossip would kind of sweep through, he'd be upset that it was over so quickly. <laughs> so then, he, then I, this is the part I haven't said yet. He would go to whoever was his like whisper down the lane person and be like, hey, this isn't like official whisper down the lane kind of thing. Um, but like, did, did you even see what Margaret was wearing? Oh my yes. God. Like, this isn't official. This is just like on the side. <laughs> and then is not <laughs> fucking official. Gary. So the thing with um, Boogie Sue, though, was like, so he would always do this. And so he would bring them, usually move them to a little spot by a tree, right? And then, you know, he would start telling the story. And then all of a sudden, some leaves would, would drop. Uh-huh. And he'd be like, he'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, and then he'd, he would usher them away. And he would always think that people were in the trees to yes. listen to his extra gossip. Yes. And by being in the trees, the leaves would drop, eavesdrop, goes to love England, it, America, love it, love eavesdrop. It, love it, That's a win. That's a win. <laughs> baby, baby, that's a win. Great guess. All right. Man, that's I don't, that might be correct. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, <Man>. maybe. <laughs> yeah, just go with that. <laughs> yeah. Let's, okay, what's your idiom? <laughs> yeah, right. Tell us about no, the origin. No, that was from? great. That was that's fantastic. So no, that is not what it was about. No. Uh, but you were saying the 16th century, or 1600s. 1600s. Yeah. It did come about at the turn of the 17th century. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Good. So uh, how do I want it? But I don't. I don't want to start there though. Okay. I want to go back okay. to where it start, uh, started, and then I'm, we're going to take you up. Okay. Okay. All right. So. Uh, the word eavesdrop is what would be known as originally an obsolete noun hmm. by now. Obsolete and was a thing. Yes, it, it was, was an a action. thing, right? And that's that's the thing. So it was the space of ground which is liable to receive the rainwater thrown off by the eaves of a house. So like hmm. before, they had gutters. They just would build out oh, the, yeah, yeah. the roofs so that the water wouldn't. Um, if it rained, it wouldn't get like under the foundation right. and get all messed up. So they had like big eaves on the house. So that's where that started. Whoa. And it really started as the word eaves drip. And that was in the ninth century when that came about, which is that. So is that an eave, thing. an eave is something that people build. It's on a house. It's an like eave a, is on a house. It's the overhang it's- of of the roof, basically. Yeah. Like, you know, like when kids draw houses and it's like the triangle part? Yeah. It's the triangle part. Oh, like hanging yeah. over. Those okay. would be the eaves. All right. So there was no such thing as gutters and that stuff to take away rainwater back then. So what they did is they built out the eaves and then that space where the water dripped, it yeah. was called an eaves drip. Okay, got it. But then it shortly changed after that to eaves drop. All right. So that's where we're starting. All right, thank you. All right. So there was this ancient law at the time where uh, in that space, you weren't allowed to build. If you were a neighbor that wanted to build a house, you had to be at least two feet from the eaves of your neighbor's house. Oh, okay. Because Even if, that's pretty close. 
Right. I, I would say, like, <laughs> I guess they're, like, at least. <laughs> yeah, like, please yeah, make it more. really isn't. Like, if you had, the like, the corners of your house. Yeah, like, also, if it's the apart, turn like of the 17th table. century, there's plenty of space for right. everybody. But I guess it's, like, I guess they were worried about, you know, immigrants. Mm, probably. <laughs> taking up all the land. Yeah. But anyway, you couldn't do that because then you would drip into your neighbor's foundation and it could get all messed up. Yeah. All right. With me so far? Yes. Then there was something called the right to drip. No, right of drip. Damn it. I keep saying right to drip, but there was the right, right of drip. drip okay. Uh -huh. And then at one point, somebody was uh, entitled the owner of the house to let the water from his eaves drip on his neighbor's land. So you could get a right of drip somehow and like <laughs> surpass that law of the yeah. two feet thing. I don't understand that. Why would you want to do that? It, it seems like you would only want to do that because you're just a dick or something. <laughs> right. And like, that means you either have to build a much bigger house to drip on them or like a, a little tiny little house to yeah. drip under them. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. get it. You'd have to go out of your way to do that. But I do want a right of drip if all anyone right. has one out yeah. there because I, I want it. Okay. Okay. We'll all look for you. Okay. Thanks. So... That's where we're at so far. Long time ago, right? Mm -hmm. But then we start hearing about the eavesdropper. Oh, okay? Which is a like, little fairy. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, the eavesdropper. Well, it would be cool if it was a fairy. It's actually <laughs> just like some regular person that's just hanging out in that space mm. in the eaves, you know, where. Yeah, like, I could see you being comfortable up there. Yeah, well, no, it's like <laughs> it's like you're you're just like leaning against someone's uh, house under the roof, you know, like yeah, under yeah, the yeah. eaves, you know, which is nice because if it's raining, still you're not getting wet, right, right, um, by design. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is pretty interesting, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. So there's the guy under the eaves. So he's, people he's used an eavesdropper. To, he used, they, people used to like listen in on people. Ugh. Like, like for fun. You know, that's that was. Oh, I was gonna say that was Boogie Sue's favorite thing to do, but actually, he it was what he was most paranoid of people doing. Exactly. Yeah. Right. By the way, when you said like leaves and stuff, I always assumed that eaves were somehow related to plants or bushes oh, or leaves yeah. or whatever. Hmm. I don't know. But eaves are made of plants, technically, right? Wood, right? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> sure. I guess a tree is in a plant. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just like wood comes from the tree, right? But is, is a tree a plant? Um, um, a line. <laughs> All right, call, call Where in. Where were we? <laughs> oh, there we were. So yeah. you could be called an eavesdropper if I you understand. would hang out under the eaves and listen to people's conversations. All right, All right and so this was in Britain. Uh, did, did I say anything you like that? Yeah, wait, I'm about to say a place. Oh, Ready? Okay. All right. So the first time that that was used, like eavesdropper yeah. in print, was in the presentments at the sessions of the borough of Nottingham, oh. which I always thought was fake. <laughs> like Sherwood Forest. England, right? <laughs> so anyway, that was in October 1st of 1487. Mm. All right. And this is what it said. Uh... The jurors of the constables say upon their oath that Henry Rowley of Nottingham is a common eavesdropper and a night wanderer. That sounds cool. Mm -hmm. The first, no, the 
perturbation, perturbation of the Lord of the King's folk and against his peace. Mm-hmm. So this guy, Henry Rowley, he was like the first eavesdropper on, on the record. Oh man. Wow, that's He's like a like pe- famous dude. That's like a peeping tom situation where you can trace right? the idiom back to an individual. Right? That's crazy. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I wonder if you ever like him and peeping tom. You know, like yeah, he'd be like, "You can look and I can listen." <laughs> <laughs> dude, we should definitely make a "Don't Be an Idiom" presents, and it'll be a cartoon yes. of those two characters yes. bopping through history. Yes, and then like it'll be surprising how like. They don't get each other sometimes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, eavesdropper and peeping Tom. Yeah. Strolling through history, learning about idiom origins. They themselves are idiom origins. It's such a good idea. We shouldn't even be talking about it. All right. This is a reminder to myself to retract all of this from the official recording. All right. It's, <laughs> de- it's definitely deleted now. Nice. Except we know the truth. Uh, also, I also might forget to do it. Right. All right, here is something that's important about, so I've talked about it being a thing, mm-hmm. the eavesdrop, mm-hmm. then it becomes like a person that's, that does a thing, the yeah. eavesdropper, but the actual word eavesdrop used as a verb, like to eavesdrop on somebody, that actually came, some places say a century later. Oh my. And there's a special name for that, it's called a back formation. Huh. of a word so it's relating you know they just dropped the ed of eavesdropped yeah yeah and uh or eavesdropper and then yeah they, so that's a back formation word so i thought that was Whoa. interesting for the intellectual world <laughs> out there <laughs> that but, is interesting right yeah that's like a thing that's a thing that happens in words sometimes well, i wonder how many other words are back what are they called back back formation back formations yeah uh but not everybody agrees with that oh. <laughs> in the etymology world. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not trying to draw any lines in the sand here. No, no. Okay. Here's what I want to do. I want to go and say that that happened in around 1606. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where the word that we use now came from yeah so we can trace back to there yeah wow. which is like exactly where you were gonna guess if you didn't change your guess yeah it was ex- like exact damn it you're really good at this <laughs> i did feel but you know i just was i changed it for the sake of yeah, trying to mix keep it, it up. fresh yeah, yeah I, I, I feel like i'm either in the late 1800s west or the early 1600s england well it's better than me i mean i don't know when things <laughs> happened and Maybe it's a version of this universe. <laughs> I don't know when. I don't know where. <laughs> All right. Before I jump off yeah. here Thank you. and get you a new co-host, mm-hmm. I had a f- uh, fun fact about eavesdropping in England in the 14 and 1500s when it was they- illegal. Oh. Yeah. So, um, so it was illegal to eavesdrop. eavesdrop. Uh, but... Which I think that I agree with this law, right? Yeah, that's rude. Right, and I mean, is it illegal now? I don't know. I think everyone's more concerned with like There's way like, worse stuff. Yeah, like like could you imagine if like, like, and they really don't look in the window, like, like they Russian just, like, malware spies the, getting into our Apple iPhones, which is eaves, digital eavesdropping, right? Precisely, but, precisely, but like. A, <laughs> <laughs> 
But if I it, want a good old human, fashioned, yeah. a guy in a trench coat outside the window, the cool bricks <laughs> yeah. against his back, oh. the siren in the distance. <laughs> the cool <laughs> bricks. <laughs> Ah, city, never. It's right, well, hot, hot well, in the city. We'll, we'll hire one for you. He's like a lizard. <laughs> I got a slip of them secrets, baby. <laughs> Jesus. All right, so it was illegal, right? Yeah. Um, but they weren't so much concerned with the eavesdropping, the listening. You would, at worst, get fined for that. But mm. if you... Um, would spread like news around and rile people up with secrets. Oh, and that, was like that. Like that was more. That was a tougher um, offense or a, yeah sentence. Yeah, that's more like uh, like the Boogie Sue guy. Oh yeah, he really liked to spread that news around. Right. See, this is all making perfect sense now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if you kind of got pegged as uh, a scold Mm -hmm. back then it was a term given to a gossip a shrew or a bad-tempered woman during the medieval times that's the where where the word scolding comes from i don't know i didn't want to get into a whole nother i'm gonna i'm gonna do scold next and la di da (laughs) do not put me in a box ryan jesus i am a creative okay but you do all the work, okay? All right. All right. Yeah, um, so, everyone can have so all the fun. I'll just I? fucking do everything. So if you were a scold, right, there was a worse punishment for that, which was usually some sort of public humiliation, right? And here's what they did. Uh, there was something called riding you through town, mm-hmm. which was they would put you on a horse backwards <laughs> and ride you through town. That's awesome. Now, right? Yeah, it's so silly. All right, this one's a little, a little worse. It's called um, a scold's brindle. It was an iron muzzle with a spiked gag to keep the tongue from moving. Oh my god! Because <laughs> you, because you, you know, you just niching around. You're like telling secrets. Yeah, Jesus. Right? That'd be very uncomfortable. Yeah, and then the final one, and I guess I'm going in order of severity here. It would be the ducking stool, mm-hmm. or sometimes called the cucking stool. Ooh. And do you know what that is? <laughs> no, Sounds like it has something to do with the balls. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, there, men were charged too, but was, oh. a lot of this was women because was the, the ducking stool was something that was popularly used with the witch trials, oh. which was that it was a, like that wooden arm that would hang over the side and then the witch would be tied to the chair and then they would dunk them. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Underwater. Oh, my God, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so that's the witch's one. That was that was a more much more serious charge. But, but for being a scold, what they would do is they would dunk you and it's it's really all just to embarrass you. Oh, I see. Um, but something that I thought was, I found that was interesting about the ducking stool was that then they later got rid of the stool and they tied, Let me let me make sure I got this right here. They tied your right thumb to your left toe. Oh, God. And then they attached a rope to your waist and then they pulled you up like that. So, could you imagine that position? Oh, my God. (laughs) Now, that was for witches, you know, like. And for those of you at home that are not familiar with, like, this sort of witch torture, Uh uh, the idea is that if. Um, if the woman floats yeah. and uh, doesn't drown, right. then she's in leagues with the devil, right. and she's a witch, and you have to kill her. <laughs> but if she does die, then she's innocent. 
but her soul's been set free. So sure, right. So yeah, so I just thought that was a fun little origin of the ducking stool. Wow, very good. Oh, final little thought. Oh, so in for two hundred years, starting in the thirteen seventies, yeah, the crimes of um, eavesdropping and uh, scolding mm-hmm. made up for. Eight percent of all social crimes. That's pretty high. That's high. That's very right? high. Like that's how much people want to. People love that gossip. That juicy, juicy gossip. People cannot get over all that sweet, juicy gossip. You know what? Forever. Though? I get it, especially yeah. back then. What are you doing? You're either gossiping or becoming a witch. We talked about this on the last episode. It's like people became witches because it was so boring. Yeah, they're like, I'm just going to become a witch. Like, yeah. I got to spice it up around yeah. here. It's like gossiping is like a gateway drug to witchcraft. It totally you know? is. And think... that is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is good. That feels right. Wow. We might have just broken some serious... <laughs> Crack some serious codes in history. We might have to get the team on this, you know, to do (laughs) all the work. We'll get the team right on it. All right. Well, from Albert, that's all she wrote, Joe. All right. We'll be right back after this. Messages. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever things are about to happen. Don't Be an Idiom, the podcast that explores the origins of common phrases and idioms. It's your old pals, Albert Ryan. Well, that was good. We should just use that every time we come back. Just. But then I kind of got like Jack Nicholson at the end there. I'm Jack Nicholson. <laughs> oh my goodness. So last week you did, um, or two weeks ago you did, or was it last week? Us. Uh, Speak of the devil. Nobody knows. Speak yeah, of speak of the devil. Yeah. So that's what I was going to do this week. But you were? Yeah, but I hadn't researched it yet. Oh, okay. But I was because I was going to say for October, and you decided to do it like, oh, before geez. October. Jeezy Louisey. Well, it wasn't that great <laughs> anyway. So I think, it, although you'd probably find better stuff. So there's another one for October that I wanted to do. So I'm going to do that one now. Okay. And you know, as children, we can get. The jitters from all kinds of things that go bump in the night. The jitters. Things that go bump <laughs> in the night. <laughs> I know. I knew it the whole time. It's a bit, people. So, so this this is a phrase, and I wanted to know where it came from. What does it mean? Things that go bump in the night. Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems pretty... It's like when you hear noises at night. Spooky noises. <laughs> yeah, so... 
But that's, that's part just of it. Your mind. That's part Brain of it. It's frightening, you. but imagined supernatural events. Oh, so there is no bump. I, I don't think the bump is real. I think right, it has to do imagined. with like, yeah. Like Ooh, a, that makes it scarier. I know. Do not so, want to go crazy. Not like yeah. that. I Well, two definitions are that, where it's like the imagined aspect. And then one is stranger frightening noises or things that cannot be explained by science. Hmm. So, that is definitive. I know. So anyway, I the the oh wait, that was the definition. Yeah, all right, you just guess. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, so how did it, how did this come into like the vernacular in the night? And like we still say today, there's you know yes, yes we do. We say it. Medi- medieval times, mm. uh, nights. Mm-hmm. Round shining tables, armor, all the shining armor, yeah, yeah, and a castle. You should we should play some music, princess? Yeah, like like a oh sure, yeah, like medieval music, yeah, like horses galloping. Uh, I'll spend three hours on Monday just writing a whole fucking medieval <laughs> no, fantasy no, no, song just like for a, you. Like a little, like, I'll find one online. Find okay, go on. <laughs> so it's that time, right? Mm-hmm. And. There is a before you become a knight, you're a squire, right? Probably, yeah. Yeah. So there's this a real go getter squire, and his name is Limpnall. <laughs> Limpnall. And he sounds like a drug. He's for not anxiety. <laughs> he he wants it more than anyone. Yeah. But he's he just doesn't have it in him. Mm-hmm. So after failing out of the knights academy multiple times yeah yeah mud what a mud, loser mud on the face yeah. all the time but he just he always just keeps trying so eventually one of the one of the knights says like all right limp no like i'll just you can you can oh you know what you're a squire to the knight yeah okay mm-hmm. so whatever you are trying to be a knight whatever yeah. but he was like will you be my squire you yeah know? yeah so and, and Limpnall says, yes, yes, of course, because like, that's like the closest thing that, and to being a knight. You know? Sure, yeah. So anyway, the knight, he marries the, the princess and he moves into the castle and then he doesn't have to fight so much anymore. And then they retire his uh, suit of armor, okay. you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you know what? Let's just go ahead and say eventually he becomes king. Yeah. And then he, then he really retires wow. his suit of armor. Right, yeah. Because he gets fat and he's got that big gold fat suit. Yeah, yeah. But he looks at that and he was like, "I was the boss." You yeah, know? right. For a little bit there. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Limpnall's around. He's he's taking care of the king, all that sort of stuff. And but you know, Limpnall doesn't make friends easily, mm-hmm. except for squires. Mice. <laughs> he talks to the mice. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 So he finds a little mouse and he's like, you know, I love you so much. And you're like, you can live in the uh, inside me inside of (laughs) the lower half of me. Uh huh. And uh, no, he says you can live in the king's old suit of uh, coat of armor, suit of armor. Okay. Right. Yeah, I got it. So he makes his home in there. Yeah. And then at night, though, right, the king is awoken by sounds Ooh. 
bumping and tinging and sounds oh in the god, night. Okay, K I G H T. Oh my god, how did I not pick this up? <laughs> I can't believe it either. I don't know, man. I just wasn't thinking. So anyway, you know, you know what's going on. The mouse is scuttling around in his house. McKean goes crazy. Yeah, and then um, I guess somehow. It was the mouse in the night suit, right? Right, okay. right. But I'm trying to think how it turns into an idiom. Um, you know, he was afraid of those sounds and didn't know what right. they were. Right. So he was afraid of something imagined. Right. right. And then Limpnall, who's not very like, you know, sometimes he doesn't communicate well. He's yeah. like, no, sir, don't worry. It's just the things that go bump in the night, which is my pet mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. Right. So like it would have been confusing some... for all of those who were listening, and they'd be like, "I, I guess we're just gonna start saying this like as a phrase to mean anything that's scary yeah, it's they, imagined." They were just like, they were just like, "Man, the weirdest thing happened last night." So, <laughs> whatever it means, who cares? Oh my god, that's pretty good. Thanks. <laughs> oh, I, also I because really it. because it's October. Yeah. Limpnall gets beheaded. Oh, spooky. <laughs> Organ blast. It's very spooky. <laughs> so I know this isn't. It, it doesn't really feel like this is an idiom, but it is in idiom dictionaries. And I'm. I didn't say anything. I don't, it just. It just does seem like it's like an obvious. Like it's an obvious thing. Well, I never. It's funny. I definitely didn't think of it as an idiom because I thought yeah. it was just com- really literal. You know. Right. But you're already opening my mind. Well, I just wanted to know where it came from. So the problem is. Uh, it definitely came from a Scottish or British prayer. And, uh, you know, Jess and Justin, our friends, Albert was actually hanging out with them earlier. Yeah. 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 They have fairs all day. They have a framed print of part of a prayer that has Mm -hmm. that go bump in the night thing. So I asked Justin to send me a picture of it. Yeah. And I was going to read it because this is a part of the prayer that it came from, but there's no authorship. Whoa. So I'd like to see it. Is it a good picture? Well, you've seen it before. I know. Which one is it? With all, is it that Halloween one? It's with all like witches and cats and stuff. Sort of. Yeah, I think it is that one. Oh, that is a good one. So it's a quote, and it's surrounded by all these like little creatures. It's really cool, and it says, "From ghoulies and ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Good Lord, deliver us." Hell yeah. So I. I, I just found out that that f- comes from that verse. Like that's mm. the that's where it comes from. That things go bump in the night, right? And it's so old that they don't have an author for it. But like the first time we see it in print is in 1909. Mm-hmm. This uh, British author and like literary critic he wrote a book called The Magic Casement, an anthology of fairy poetry. That is that is good. And yeah, I took some pictures of the uh, cover, like the in, the title uh, page, and and some of the the other pictures. Naked fairies, yeah, naked fairies. <laughs> it's really cool. Just because I know you love naked fairies. I mean, what red blooded American doesn't? <laughs> so the preface of this was was two different quotes. Quotes. One of them. Damn it! I said quotes. <laughs> you tell me you don't like some naked fairies. What? Okay, so I was going to talk about the preface of the book. There's two quotes in the preface, this book from 1909. One says, And if that the bowl of curds and cream were not duly set out for Robin Goodfellow, why then where of bull beggars, spirits, etc.? 
Right. Do you know who Robin she Goodfellow said, is? She said, et cetera, or you, or you added that? Uh, that's what, that was the quote. <laughs> the second quote was this one that I just read that was hanging on our friend's wall. From ghoulies and ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, could Lord deliver us? That's cool. Now, you're saying that's a prayer. It's, it's a prayer. But and, not like one from church. Well, if it's a prayer. It's like a it's, poem prayer. It's like a poem prayer, but it, you know end, what I'm it saying? ends with good Lord deliver no, us. I, but everything ends like, deliver with... Deliver us from evil. Yeah, that's but like, yeah, everything was religious back then is what I'm saying. That, Re- that's not like a church prayer. Um, no it's, way. It's, it's way more like too a cool. prayer that a grandma says exactly. to a grandson. Yeah. No, that's cool. Okay. It's like a poem prayer. Poem prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's that. So, that's uh, awesome. I'm okay with poem prayers to a degree. Um, no church prayers. No church prayers. Yeah. Sorry. This, they're yeah. they're they're all bad, and the songs are bad too. Okay. Well, they are. I'll tell you what. In third grade, you seem to really enjoy them. Is this part of the idiom? Mm-mm. You don't know me. Remember enjoying the 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 psalms. I would look over. I wouldn't give a shit, and I would look over, and I would be like jumping up and down, singing them, and like waving his hands in the air. Yeah, that was the autism. <laughs> Um, oh my god dude if that was I could see it I could see me doing it (laughs) I was a fucking freak when I was a kid so we're gonna we're gonna finish this episode up for you so we really have this Alfred Noyes guy to thank for getting this you know in front of the uh, our eyes thank you Alfred Noyes and uh, just a couple of facts about him (laughs) (laughs) This is what we've all been waiting for. <laughs> Was he gray? <laughs> he, um, well, he was asked to teach at Princeton and he, <laughs> he taught F. Scott Fitzgerald. I thought that someone might find that interesting. Um, yes, the, the cream of our listening crop <laughs> is very, is on the edge of their seats. In 1940, which was basically like 30 years after him putting this part of the prayer in his fairy poetry book, he wrote a sci-fi novel called The Last Man. Yes. And it introduced the idea of doomsday weapons because in it, the whole world is is killed by, um, is wiped out by a powerful death ray. Sweet. He invented the first doomsday weapon? Yeah. In, In this book called The Last Man. That is the best. I know. Um, and then only a few years later did this uh, ghost story writer, George Oliver Onions. <laughs> <laughs> he also used the same prayer as the preface to his collection of ghost stories, which is called Wittershins. So I implore everyone to go buy George Oliver Onions Wittershins. I'll buy one. Dude, it looks great. What is it about? <laughs> what is it about? Wait, here's the thing about that George Oliver Onions, right? His name's funny, right? Yes, it's funny. But also, his initials are goo. Oh, so he's got like a built-in nickname. It's very funny. On top of being Onions. You know, all of our English listeners in Britain are listening right now, and they just can't believe how big <laughs> of a hick you sound like. What? Or or we? Are we that like? We? Yo, yeah. You can't even lump yourself in with me. Jesus. (laughs) You were like, (laughs) we all know who's the hit. That's fine. (laughs) 
No, no. I mean, we both sound like Hicks, but I, mean, I don't just, think so. You your don't... twang, your twang on that thing that you said was crazy. I don't know what I said. Well, I forget now too. Um, what are because you're supposed to live in the moment, people. Uh-huh. That's the message. Oh, it's a, this is a philosophy <laughs> show. That's this a, right. This is, <laughs> it's a Southern philosophy show. Sorry, Ryan and Robert. The philosophy podcast. The Southern philosophy show. All right, let's let's take a shot. We at We have it. a friend who's <laughs> literally a Southern philosophy university professor. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's pretend to be Dan. Okay. Well, golly, gadzooks. <laughs> Martha, where's my ham steak? Where's my Socrates book? Don't forget the must. <laughs> Don't forget the must. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I feel like we're screaming so loud. It's Saturday, baby. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we could ask Dan, you know, what, what that would sound like. But we're not, we're not that. I don't even remember what we're asking. Oh, and the last bit of information I was going to say was in uh, 1924 was the first time in print it was used in a non-scary way. It was talking about liberals. What, death rays? No, no, no. The uh, things that go bump in the night. Oh, they were talking about liberals? Yeah, this guy... Let's get that quote. This guy guy wrote, because... Well, on the whole, I'm rather glad that the fates ordered it otherwise in my case... Never mind. I don't want to read this quote. Do it like Ross Perot. He says, because people who... Like Ross Perot. I can't remember how to do a Ross Perot. Well, yeah, I'm Ross Perot. And that's just, that is the ticket. I'm not going to do it that way. Come on. Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Because people whose people were always liberals seem to suffer from the vapors and the fantods and all the other things that go bump in the night. Anyway, it was just metaphorical. All right, so what's your favorite? I had good quotes too. I just didn't feel like reading them. What is your favorite memory of having a bump in the night? Of me having a bump in the night? (laughs) What's a memory of yours where... What are you trying to say? What's a memory of yours where something went bump in the night? Where I'm scared? Because of something you've imagined. Yeah. Dude, I used to have serious, like serious fears at night. Like I would, here's my, here's the one that stuck with me the most. I always felt like I had to have my entire body tucked uh, like with like the, the sheets and blankets. Yeah. You know, you get tucked in. Yeah. Well, I would do it like even over my head, every, like all the, the sheet ends were all tucked under me. I was like an egg. Wow. I could see that. Right. Yeah. But then I would just leave the tiniest air hole. For me to breathe out of, right? Uh-huh. And I'd stick my nose out oh of it. Oh my God. And the reason I did this is because I would imagine an, a monster with infinite eyes yeah. was looking oh over me God, while I slept terrifying. and they couldn't see through the like the sheet. It was oh like something God, about like if they scary. saw any part of me, right? Yeah. So I knew I was taking a risk with the air hole, but I was like, well, it's better than having your whole body out. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. Dude, I, can... I fucking thought about that every night from like age five to 13, probably. Oh my God. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. How about you? Um, I, I really, I really felt like if I ever put my uh, feet on the carpet, that's, that something would grab my legs, oh, yeah. you know? And mm-hmm. so, and we have like all this old heating in my house and like, so there'd always be like creaks and stuff yeah. and 
I'd always hear things go bump in the night, and it would scare the shit out of me. I also had this recurring nightmare of a larger-than-life like wolf yes charging into my bedroom and and like immediately oh taking God. up immediately taking up like three-fourths of the space dude that would be the coolest and so it was it would terrify me. oh yeah i mean it was so like, horrifying you know like my bedroom door would be like slightly open my second floor of my house when yeah, i grew up yeah, is really yeah. small and like <laughs> you know I, I had cats and so like sometimes i'd hear a cat like like running with its nails in the floor and i would just imagine <laughs> this giant sweeping like tsunami of a wolf running at me like as Dude. i'm opening my eyes from asleep man that is good anyway that's a wrap that's why we also have a monster podcast people <laughs> oh yeah listen we should do doobie monster next yeah let's do, we're gonna do it all right so um it's gonna be two weeks for or it's gonna be a while for episode 52 but we're gonna do a doobie monster episode next next time hell yeah so anyway that's a wrap Email us at don'tbeanidiom at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram. We post the things. Uh, the people love them. You got to see them. And uh, listen, thanks for sticking with us, making your way through the end. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, we'll Thank you for sticking with We'll see you at Doobie Monster next time. We'll see you at Doobie Monster Con 2022. Happy October. Uh, and uh, don't forget to uh, not be an idiot. Oh, yeah. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> Do and don't, one, two, three, two, two, three. Don't, don't be, be an, an idiot. In a world. Did you see that? I didn't say anything, cause I ain't got eyeballs. But my ears are burning with the sound of a red hot dame. And gossip runs deep. Well, what did she look like? Let's just say... Two low-life rat boys must come together to see, hear, and get the job done. Oh yeah, baby! You wanna know what she sounded like? Not really. But they didn't count on a sequel. Cheese it, it's the cops! I don't hear no cheese. Hear cheese? Well, you're about to hear the ringing slap of justice. Oh god, it can't be Joe Miller. We heard you was dead. Only on the inside, boys. And that dame you were peeping was my wife. My current wife. He's rude. Check out my balls before I slap you blind. He's crude. How about I eavesdrop on your grandma sucking an egg? And he's back for round two. I just drank my paycheck. Joe Miller is back in an all-out slap fury. Tom and Eavesdropper in No Time to Spy. A peeper goes down. Coming to theaters this October. See it before it hears you.